You know, I was listening to some of your music on the Home O label. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Did I do it? Yeah, you said it. Yes. <laughs> did you practice? <laughs> Listen, did you practice? I've been practicing <laughs> for weeks now, okay? Because <laughs> I don't want to sound a mess on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> So I appreciate you saying that I did it correctly. Yeah, it was perfect. perfect thank you. Perfect. Thank you. I wonder who taught you. you. No one taught you. Self-taught. No one taught me. You know, I've been listening. I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> For me, how I see it goes, it's a genre that makes people happy. It's either you black, white, color, it's the same. Everybody, you can dance on gum and everybody enjoys when I'm playing gum, you know. It's fun music, actually. Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with you on a proper worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. You just heard Citizen Boy and DJ Lag, aka Rom King. Rom producers and DJs from Durban, South Africa, in conversation with Afropop producer Akornefa Achea. Today, on the GOM generation of Durban, South Africa, we will be exploring the origins and evolution of the energetic, dark and pulsating house music that is taking over the African continent and the world. We'll speak with more artists like Destruction Boys, who have taken this music and made it more commercial. We will also talk to Francesco Nancole, a.k.a. Malooms, the Italian record label owner of Nkomo, which was one of the first labels to distribute Nkom internationally. The word Kom, maybe someone is making some music in their room and then maybe some maybe someone's mother or grandmother just went inside and said who is that making that noise that kum 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 sound <laughs> and maybe that's how the the name came about because the mother was complaining and said that kum kum noise and then yeah people started calling it kum because it was banging and saying kum 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 yeah well but this music is far from meaningless noise Com has garnered attention from producers and record labels abroad. In fact, you might say an entire cultural movement started from the bedrooms of teenagers in Durban, South Africa, who just wanted to make their friends dance. The genre they have so creatively invented is a result of accessible music production technology and democratized methods of self-promotion with the help of social media and taxis. <laughs> That's right. As we'll see later, taxis were one of the most important venues to promote early income music.
This is DJ Lag's song, Daisies. Now, let's hear from the DJ who is speaking with Afropop producer Akornifa Achia about the early days of Gom. My name is DJ Lag. Basically, I'm a producer of Gom music and a DJ. I started producing, I think I was like uh, 16 years old. Back in the days, I was doing hip hop uh, before I started doing Gom. But most of the influences on my music it comes from hip hop. So I started doing Gom, I think it was around 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012. And how old are you now? Oh, I'm 23. 23, you're so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was two guys called Naked Boys. They're the one who started the, mu- the movement. So it was Naked Boys and then me, uh, Root Boys and Spokado and then Lucy Man. So like the five of us. Like the whole of South Africa who are making uh, all music. How would you describe Gom? Well, what I can say is that uh, there's a little bit of hip hop in it, there's a little bit of Kwaito, uh, a little bit of house, and some traditional music, which is Maskandi, that we use on making Gom. Like the drumming comes from Maskandi and the guitars, and then we just change it a little bit, like hard house kick on it, and some African chants, you know, yeah. All right, let's back up a bit because DJ Lag mentioned quite a few genres. Kwaito, house, hip-hop, traditional, African trance and Maskandi music. Durban is located in KwaZulu-Natal, right on the eastern coast of the country. KwaZulu-Natal is home to the Zulu people who make up the largest ethnic group in South Africa and have rich cultural traditions. Those traditions, including powerful music and dance, have continued to evolve in the face of British colonization and the long-standing apartheid era. What we are hearing now is Maskanda music by Puzeke Misi. DJ Lag uses the term Maskandi, which describes the people who play the music. In this program, we'll follow DJ Lag's lead and call it Maskandi. This music originated in the early 20th century during the time of forced labor and migration. For more on Maskandi, by the way, check out our Hip Deep program, The Zulu Factor, on afropop.org. It's a classic. Maskandi music remains a very popular folk neo-traditional genre of the region, which adopts European instruments, like a concertina, and plays them in a local style. The spirit of Maskandi remains even as technology has transformed South African pop music into new styles that fit the era. From the Bakanga of Marlatini and the Mautela Queens to bubblegum music in the 80s from artists like Yvonne Shaka Shaka. As we heard in the Afropop program Afrotech Stories of Synth in African Music, technology and synthesizers allowed musicians to produce their own music with a wider palette of melodies and rhythms. From the largely apolitical bubblegum music, we go to Kwaito, a more outspoken genre that became popular in the 1990s post-apartheid.
Koito continued to use technology to develop sound and include elements of hip-hop, house, R&B and other South African genres. But all throughout these evolutions, the upbeat driving spirit of the songs and signature syncopated kick has become a defining thread through these popular genres. Kwaito is a slower kind of house genre. We hear loops in Kwaito generated by digital samplers, synthesizers, drum machines, and computer software. Just take a listen. Dalama Pansula, a Kwaito hit by TKZ. Kwaito emerged from Johannesburg, but morphed into something more energetic in Durban, where it is known simply as Durban Kwaito. Artists like Big Nuz, who we are hearing now, and Babes Wadumo, propelled the genre under Afrotainment, which is a record label and cultural movement led by DJ Tira and founded in 2007. Once Kwaito was situated in Durban with a young group of artists, that energy steamrolled into Kom. Yeah, I was listening to Kwaito, then it changed to Devin Kwaito, and then Kom came and changed everything. <laughs> Here's producer Akornefa Acher. The Gom producers I spoke with are now in their late teens and early 20s and began making the music in 2011 and 2012 when they were in their early to mid-teens. The empowering tool in this musical story is Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops is a digital audio workstation, which is an application software used to produce music. It can be easily acquired and is quite simple to use. My name is Bonisa Brandon Lutuli. I'm also known as Citizen Boy. 
um, a South African DJ, producer, sound engineer, um, record label owner. Yeah, I live in Durban, South Africa. That's me, yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm at home. I was about to make music. Not I was about to make music. I am making music right now. I'm in my bedroom. So-called studio. Yeah, bedroom studio. <laughs> so just got like monitors, laptop, the basic studio stuff. The start of studio equipment. Like my monitor, sound card, microphone. Oh, most importantly, it, it's my laptop. Because, yeah, that's what I use to make music. Are you making music on Fruity Loops? Most of the time I just use Fruity Loops because that's where I started and that's my comfort zone. Because it's quite simple and easy. Everything is quite easy on Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops lets any would-be producer assemble synth sounds, samples, drum rhythms and beats to create a unique home track in a matter of hours. DJ Lag says that it takes him an hour or two to make a track. Here's Citizen Boy talking about his track making process. The first thing I do, um, I usually start with samples like vocals and stuff. Um, get to feel it and then put my usual talk string. Um, that's what sets the tone of the song and sets the mood of the song. And then I put some, maybe some snares, some claps. And then end off with the kick. Yeah, most of the time I usually end off with the kick. Because I don't focus more on the kick, I focus more on the sound and stuff. And then, yeah, I save. I'm done. (laughs) When you add the kick, can you describe what that is? What that sounds like? The kick. Um, The kick, it sounds more of... The hard stuff like poof, 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 that's the kick. Like poof, 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 poof. That's why we call it boom, because it, cause it has that sound, that poof, poof sound. It has to cut, it has to dig deep. Like poof, poof. Yeah, so that's why we call it boom. So that's the fundamental part. Yeah, that's the fundamental part, yes. <laughs> Perfect word. hearing Was I by Citizen Boy. From the producer's bedroom, sketchy com tracks first saw the light of day via social media where producers and fans would share it on Twitter, Facebook and also in the unlikeliest of places. Taxis. <laughs> DJ Lag. The taxi culture is really big here in Durban. They play like a really pretty good role on pushing on music like around the city. 
because we wait for like the taxi has like the bigger sound we just gave it the cds usbs just to play all the music and that's how our music got popular and then spread out all over Devon. where i heard about gom i first started taking buses our buses decide they have like systems like sound systems in them they play music just to attract people so i heard this genre called gom and a bus Back then, I didn't know what it was. The first song I heard that made me lose my mind was DJ Leg. The song was called Blast, and I started losing my mind. <laughs> it was so nice. And then after that, it influenced me to make music. The 2017 documentary film Was a Taxi was produced by the Italian collective Crudo Volta in collaboration with Nancoli, owner of Como, an international com record label. Was a Taxi sheds a light on how com music was popularized by taxi buses in Durban, shuttling passengers around the city and exposing them to hypnotic, danceable beats. Here is Francesco Nancoli explaining how taxis are the real tastemakers. If the taxi driver will play the track, it means the track is working. It's a good track, it's a banger. Because the taxi usually are connecting the township to the city center. Also taxi drivers sharing the trucks between them. And the truck, if, if I play a truck from, I don't know, from Umlazi township to the taxi ramp in South Beach, the truck is traveling in the space, you know, in the space of the city. So it was really important for them, you know. And I remember once I was talking with the formation boys, moms and then they were telling me this story when they first time they recognized that the guys were doing well because the mom was going to work and she got a taxi they were playing the track of their songs you know and because they, they always put the voice tag in their song and she was like oh this is my son the importance of the taxis was not lost on the com artists themselves TLC Fam, a collective of 23 producers, DJs, dancers and MCs from Newlands West Durban, took on the job of promoting the taxi business in order to increase their exposure. They showcased their Zulu culture in their lyrics, sound and titles. They also created and popularized the distinct taxi kick sound, a distorted hard kick created in Fruity Loops. The sound is loud and local and attracts customers to taxis. We have this artist um, signed on our label called TLC Fem. They have a taxi business, so they have their own taxis. And so, yeah, we've been with them on, on a Saturday night and it was crazy because we, we were going around Durban and then we stopped in the taxi rank where there was a lot of taxi playing gum. Uh, it's crazy. The energy was like on another level. All these young kids on Saturday night, and it was amazing, amazing. And sometimes they put lights, like disco lights, inside the taxi, so it's like proper mini club. You need to enjoy it. All the people to understand God need to go in Turban because you can understand that very well, what, what, what is gone for real. All right, so let's hear some music from the Taxi Kick Royalty, TLC fam. Ah! <laughs> 
Listening to the Bomb Generation of Durban. 
Coming up, we'll see what it means to understand com for real, to understand how people move to the music and the environment it was created in. We'll also talk to Destruction Boys about their viral track, Aumunier. For a full transcript of this program and playlist of the music you heard and links to video, including the documentary Was a Taxi, visit afropop.org. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Understand com also means understanding how South Africans move their bodies to the sound. And if you can't visit Durban, well, do yourself a favor. Visit YouTube and type in Benga Dances. That's B-H-E-N-G-A. This search will bring up many YouTube videos of young people dancing to com. Here is Akornifa. The way music travels across the diaspora is often through dance. There is a deep communication that happens among people of African descent when movement occurs as a result of a familiar rhythm. That must have been why slave owners were so adamant about banning drumming on the plantations. Earlier this year, Barbadian singer Rihanna got on one of the biggest stages in the world, the Grammys, and performed her chart-topping hit, Wild Thoughts, alongside DJ Khaled and Bryson Tiller. The moment the performance ended, it wasn't the phenomenal staging or radiant outfits people on Twitter were gushing about, but rather it was that dance she did at the end. People tweeted, did you see Rihanna hit that stanky leg at the end? Stanky leg is an African-American dance that isolates the movement of one leg while leaning to one side. South Africans and others familiar with the dance swiftly corrected this mistaken impression. The dance was actually Guara Guara, a viral step invented by DJ Bongs, a South African DJ from Durban. It is a dance that accompanies home music. And for a lot of people, watching the Grammys in America, this is how they became acquainted with home. Here is Francesco talking about his first trip to Durban. One aspect I was missing and which was really interesting was the dance aspect of GOM. When I was listening the first GOM around 2013-2014, it was, sounds very dark and you know it has a kind of very different imaginary. But then I discovered that it was actually just a party music. It was a music produced to, to dance. I mean, it's like, it's like fundamental. I mean, when they're building the track, they start to dance when they are making the track because they need to understand if it's working. That is the main aim of the GOM track, you know? Did you learn any dances while you were there? 
but the guys who I really care about, like Malums, you have to you have to to learn how to do bosh or other kind of moves. But uh, I'm not really a good dancer, but I'm I'm trying to do my best. Wait, what did they call you, Malums? Malums, Malums, which means uncle. I'm older. Yeah, Malums. I couldn't call him call him bro because he was old and stuff. Not exactly old, but he's been older than me. So that's why I said, oh, nah, man, I can't call you bro. We used to call each other bro, and I was like, nah, I can't call you bro. I prefer I call you Malumi, my uncle. Yeah, Malumi, meaning uncle. And then he asked me, what does nephew mean? And then I told him it's Mshana. And then ever since then, he's been my Malumi, and I've been his Mshana. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Citizen Boy is part of Francesco's Como record label and understands what it means for the music and dancers from Durban to reach an international level. Being part of Como is it's really amazing because the people decide they start to know Como and it's something big. They want t-shirts and stuff and it's really nice to be a member of something that's big. Because um, you get to flex, you you feel important and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I feel special. <laughs> yeah, Como helped me to gain recognition like all around the world. And it helped me to be in magazines like Chicago Reader, The Fader, Mag, Mix Mag, uh, Rolling Stone. Como has done a lot for me. Yeah, and it has took me from Durban to Europe. Well, let's hear one of the danceable tracks. This is Outside the Club by Formation Boys. Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, in addition to seeing the dancers, to understand the Nkom, it is also important to understand the environment that produces this joyful yet dark music. Here is Q, his one half of the popular group Destruction Boys. Is there something about Durban with that sound that makes it so dark? Is there something about what people are yeah. experiencing that gets reflected into the music in that way? There's always people going through some problems, you know, of their own. I mean, with us, it had to be finding something to eat at night and stuff like that. Poverty, all those problems that that are always going around in, 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 in each and every society, you know. So I think us doing what we did with the sound was a way for us to make means to get food, to get money for our families. So it's all the problems that the youth of today is facing, man. That's why the sound is so dark. I mean, crime is also a big factor, you know. Mm. So it's like that. I mean, we took our upbringing and we put it in a song, you know. And yeah. the magic came up. Here's Francesco. I think, so first of all, the party aspect is like fundamental, you know. But at the same time, sometimes it's not easy to live in the township, you know. The dark aspect comes from there. The interesting aspects in Durban that these kids have this capacity, this talent to express a lot of emotions and they can put in music. For example, Ghetto Mafia, just so dark and gloomy and hypnotic with very slow crescendo. And he was, season boy at that time, he was like 15 years old, sorry. So I was like, oh my gosh, 15 years old, he could express all these emotions, you know, I was really impressed. Africa's Cry from Domino Away, Africa's Cry. Already the title was giving me some images, you know. Ah, that track is amazing. It's like some struggle. I think you have to listen and tell me what you think, because yeah, I think there are a lot of emotions in those tracks.
Wow, that was Africa's Cry by Domino Way. Although taxis were blasting come all throughout Durban and it was heard at all good parties, radio stations were not at first fond of the hard-hitting music. It was a party music and people accused it of encouraging people to take ko, Q-O-H, which is the Isuzulu word for the drug ecstasy. I've seen people using them and they used to lose their minds and stuff. It was so weird. People sweating, listening to the song, screaming and stuff. Ah, oh, the song! Oh, it's making me lose my mind! And I was like, whoa, that's heavy. They used to take it back then um, because I think it was fun and it boosted the energy around the people. So taking it, it makes the music sound a certain way? Yes, I'm not sure how. That's what people say. Yeah. And some radio stations just thought Com sounded a little too rough. Here is DJ Like. Like the whole of South Africa didn't like the genre. They said like uh, it's too underground, it's too rough, it's all the golden tracks are not mastered, it's not good for radio. There were like a lot of things being told about Com, you know, but we tried and pushed the sound to to where it is now. Like the scene got got stronger in 2012. That's where like Gom was getting recognized like all over South Africa. 2012, 2020. So do you remember what happened in 2012 and 2013 that changed it from being something that nobody liked? I think because um, there was this huge group called Big Nas. They're like a quieter group. So they started rapping on Gom. That's where like people started picking up like, oh, the sound is really good. And then started getting like airplays and then Babe So Duma came. She also did like a hit track, which was called Wololo.
This is Babe Swadumo singing Wololo, the track that DJ Like says was the turning point of com acceptance in South Africa. Wololo was officially released in 2016. It garnered international attention and was actually featured in the mega blockbuster movie Black Panther. This is also the point where terminology started to change. For me, my, my point of view, I think 2013 was the golden era of GOM because they were more free in terms of expressions. Because uh, after that, all the international hype, uh, you know, the guys, they, they just want to make it. What they want to become famous and going overseas and play so the sounds. The sound is changed now, you know, it's more, I don't know, it's more catchy. Yeah. So in 2016, this Gubu was taking over all over Durban. And they were calling this Gubu. Many people were coming to me saying, hey, Malums, you are pushing the wrong sound because gum is really, you know, hard. And uh, they were calling gum trash house or like the house, uh, the music of the kids, you know, this kind of stuff. They were saying to me, oh, it's Gubu, it's Gubu, it's Gubu, it's the, it's the new sound. And this new, lighter, catchier sound called Scubu was taking over. So how does one tell Com and Scubu apart? Scubu sounds lighter and then Com is darker. Here's Citizen Boy. It's just that we tried to get people to understand what is Com and Scubu, but now people are confused and stuff, but it's okay, it's fine. So if you were to clarify, what is what? Yeah, it would be nice to clarify and get people to understand what is what. Because it's the same thing as hip-hop and trap. <laughs> so people call trap hip-hop. So that's the same thing to us. So people call scoopu boom. It's scoopu because you can hear the synthesizers. If it has synthesizers and stuff and 4-4 four, four step kick, um, it's usually scoopu. The full four step, um, it's like go, 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 that's for scoopu. And then the other, like four slash three step for scoopu is like go, 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 yeah. And gom includes samples a lot. Um, and then scoopu sounds the same. All of the songs sound the same. It has like a three step kick and, and then it's like dun, dun, dun. All of it, all of the Scoopy songs have that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, has the synthesizers and stuff, and then Gom, it's quite different. Most of the women, the Gom queens, are in the Scoopy category. Here are some examples of Scoopy and Gom. You'll notice the women that Citizen Boy refers to as Gom queens, Shoma Josie and Moonchild Sanelli are featured on the Scubu tracks. So here's an example of Scubu. And here's an example of Gom. And again, an example of Scubu. And home. 
You'll hear the main difference is the lack of driving 4-4 beat in home and the absence of the synthesizer. <laughs> so wait, can I ask you something? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy Skubu or do you enjoy Kom? Honest, okay, so I'll say what yeah. got me into Kom was initially listening to Skubu. He's putting you on the spot there. <laughs> what say you, Akonifa? <laughs> okay, here's what happened. I heard TLC Fam's Kom release on Kom O Records initially. I thought it was great. Then Black Panther came out, and it was of course a defining moment for the culture. During the social media craze of Black Panther, a viral video emerged of a group of about 10 dancers dancing in front of the Black Panther screen in their Afrocentric outfits, and it was beautiful. They were dancing to the song Omunye by Destruction Boys. and other dances and it was mesmerizing and as we discussed earlier there's something about seeing the dances with the music that brings home to life anyway i thought this song omunye was home but it turns out it was skubu and it was my gateway song to the total appreciation of the genre and i know that i'm not alone because destruction boys are now very busy touring the world but q one half of the destruction boys had time to speak to us so how do you feel about people calling your music Skubu instead of Om? Um, I think the perception that the difference is vast, it's really not. For me, I consider what I do to be Kom. What we did with the genre was we made it more edible to the human ear. We commercialized it. That was the major, major breakthrough for Kom movement, us taking the sound and, and making it, you know, um, something one can jam to even on a Sunday morning, not just when you're going out to a party. As taking the sound and cleaning it up a bit and putting it together, making it something solid and not have sounds going astray, you know, everything being in order, perfect timing and pacing, we created a structure, you know. Because if we don't do that, then I'm sure right now people still be only playing common taxes and stuff like that and never on radio, on TV commercials and movies. Q told us about his hit song Omunye featuring Benny Maverick and Dalam Shunkisi. Yeah, um, Dalam Shunkisi. His ad lives are so amazing. He's a super, super, super cool vocalist. I mean, I feel like he was made for Kong, you know. Anyone can say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to know any language. You just say, yeah, yeah. Then you're good for it. And Q goes on to explain the meaning of Omunye and why people wanted to ban the song in South Africa because of its presumed sexual innuendo. Omunye plays Gomu, someone on top of someone. It actually speaks about a packed party. All the lyrics, it says, it's packed. They actually wanted to ban it, but then when I explained it to the whole nation, I and mean, they understood, and it was cool. And they made it song of the year. And they got the record of the year award. Let's see our Omunye. Yeah, yeah. 
you hope for Chrome in the future? Where do you want to see it go from here? Um, yo, we still want to get it to like all the four corners of the world, you know. People are warming up to it, but we feel like they haven't heard the sound enough to understand it. They've heard it, and we want them to understand it as we do, so they can appreciate it more, you know. It's world domination from here. World domination from here. Well, from the looks of things, the Nkom generation of Durban is well on its way. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the US. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks to Malooms, Francesco Nancole of Gumo for all your help. This program would not have been possible without you. Make sure to check out Gumo's latest releases on gumo.bandcamp.com. Thank you also to Citizen Boy, DJ Lag, Destruction Boys, and Griffith Vigo. To find a full listing of all the music you heard in this program, please visit afropop.org. Also check out the website for full transcripts of interviews and videos to learn all of the dances like Guara Guara and Ivosho. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by my co-host, Akornefa Achia. For more music and conversation for all things Afropop, be sure to subscribe to our podcast series, Afropop Close-Up, from the producers of Afropop Worldwide. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. This program was mixed at Studio 44 in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of operations is Ben Richman, and I'm Georges Collinet. Public Radio International.